Welcome to another episode of Bleachers and Boards, brought to you by the Hoop Heads Podcast. I'm Marlon Guild, and along with my co-host Matt Collier, we'll analyze everything from hoops to hip-hop. Check us out. Hey, hoop heads. We all hate ankle sprains, and they happen way too often. Ankle injuries are the number one sports-related injury. Arise is trying to change that. With the iFast, your athletes get preventative protection and full mobility. Athletes no longer need to wear bulky braces that limit performance and give mediocre protection. Anyone playing sports should be using these products. Keep your athletes in the game. Don't wait for them to get hurt to take action. Visit www.arise.com. Spelled A-R-Y-S-E. And use the code HOOPHEADS to get 20% off the future of performance. That's A-R-Y-S-E dot com with promo code HOOPHEADS to get 20% off. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Bleachers and Boards. I'm Matt Collier here with my co-host, Coach Marlon Gilder, the Rider Bronx. What's going on, Coach? How are you? I'm good, man. I'm good. You know how I do it. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. Now, uh, looking forward to this episode. Coach, I've known for uh, quite a long time now. You know, we're both getting old. He was young when I first met him. I thought I was young, but he's, uh, you know, known him for a long time now. So this is definitely a... uh, a pleasure to have Coach Yurik Malagi of the Texas Tech Red Raiders, right? Have a uh, – Yurik's a Texas guy, bounced around a lot of schools in Texas, but uh, found a home at uh, Texas Tech now, obviously a very strong program. And, uh, you know, we're fortunate, Coach uh, Gill. We have uh, one of the 40 for 40 guys, 40 under 40 guys, I should say, 40 under 40 guys uh, – blessing us with his uh his presence today so we're really fortunate to have a uh, coach Malagi on us with us today how's it going man man doing well man thank you guys for having me on excited to be here okay all right so uh so yeah so um you know coach has uh been to a lot of uh coached at a lot of different schools and uh you know been in the business for a long time strong reputation um, and obviously has the reputation of being a very strong recruiter, and that's followed him throughout his career. Um, but, Coach, I would ask you, uh, just before we get started with uh, the basketball talk, what would you say to people um, that makes you more than just a recruiter? You know, uh, Matt, first of all, I, I embrace the idea of being an elite recruiter because mm-hmm. I think that's what I am. You know, mm-hmm. I, I'm, it's, it's the way that I was able to break into the business. I've been fortunate, man, to work for some um, high-level coaches at every level, low major, mid-major, high major, been at NCAA tournament, um, you know, at basically every school that I've been to. i uh, worked with on some great staffs, um, but I've, I've always had head coaches that challenged me to be well-rounded. Um, you know, I've always – I've never been in a situation where I did not get a chance to scout um, – now I've grown, you know, some guys that have started, you know, I was 21 when I got my first opportunity at the division one level. So, you know, guys that I may have worked with when I was 21, 22, 23, you know, all the way up to probably about 26, 27, you know, as you know, I'm, I'm a different coach than I was then, back then, you know? And so, uh, but every year, every day, you know, I'm, I'm very intentional about my development. Um, and so I, I think the people that need to know, they know, 
Uh, you come to our practice here at Texas Tech. I'm very involved. So, you know, at the end of the day, I, I don't I don't really worry about, you know, what others say. I do believe I am an elite recruiter, but I feel like I'm an elite coach and elite mentor. And uh, I've been blessed, man, to, you know, be around some great ones. And I, and I think I'm working on one of the best guys in college basketball right now. So, um, I don't know. That's good stuff. Now, I'm going to even throw this in there. I'm going to throw this tidbit in uh... – Eric, I don't even know if you remember this, man. Um, you know, we, we both kind of got in around the same time. And uh, it was one year, I, I forget where the Final Four was, but uh, you and I, we attended one of those Brian Curtis events, man, where you had to wear a suit and we had to do like the, uh, right, what, what is it, the the quick five-minute thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Speed dating. Yeah, it, and... and um, you and I were actually in the same group. I don't even know if you remember that. Um, and we was there with, uh, man, the AD from Liberty. Yeah. Uh, th- this, man, this had to be about eight, nine years ago, maybe. Yeah. Um, but, you know, since then, man, like I, I've just followed you. Um, so to see where you are now, man, you know, salute to you uh, for that, man. And, and, you know, continue to, Keep inspiring, man, because, you know, guys are watching, and that's what this platform is for, man. So, salute to you, man. No, I appreciate that, man. I don't remember that that speed dating, so don't hold that against me. But I, I do <laughs> that interaction with uh, – I'm just a truth teller, Matt. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, obviously, you work there with uh, my guy, Kevin Baggett, and I know he speaks really, really highly of you and your reputation precedes you. So, um, but, yeah, no, I, I think that's what it's all about, trying to pay it forward. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and then that's what we're trying to do here is uh, share the game and, sh- and share the knowledge that guys have come across on, on, in their past. And, um, yeah, so definitely excited uh, to hear, um, you know, hear and see, you know, what, uh, you know, things that you've uh, learned during your journey that you're, uh, you know, that we're all fortunate that you uh, want to share with us today. And, um, yeah, so looking forward to uh, getting started with, uh, with this board talk, see what uh, Coach Malagy's uh, working on. Let's get to it, man. It's so, so all yours. Well, I'm going to try to share my screen here. All right, I want, I'm going to talk about uh, the morphing one through one zone. Um, I actually got exposed to this when I was at SMU. Um, I worked, I got, you know, very privileged to work for Larry Brown, uh, who's one of the greatest, greatest coaches to ever coach our game. And we were looking for um, a secondary defense. Obviously, everybody that knows Coach Brown, you know, he's you know, hard-nosed defensive coach. Um, and zone is not really his thing. Um, Tim Jankovic, who was our associate head coach, I was good friends with Kermit Davis. Uh, at that time, Kermit Davis was at Middle Tennessee State. And Jank said that they came up with this morphing one-three-one zone. This zone uh, is, is intended to steal possessions. Um, it's intended to, you know, uh, I think it's really good against teams that are very good after timeouts, you know, in ATO situations. Uh, you can still possessions on made back, on made back baskets uh, or made free throws. And so we'll dive right into it. First, you want, you want one of your most, your most athletic guys right here, X4. Uh, it's usually one of your most athletic guys. Um, your five man, his, his job is to stay right here between the ball and the basket. And this four man, he really wants to encourage this lollipop pass back and forth. Um, the two is going to be here. He's going to be – usually they bring the ball. Most teams try to – they try to square it out against a one-three-one zone uh, or box. 
you know, box it out. Uh, and this two wants to be in this lineup, this 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 pat this uh, ball line here uh, between the one and the four, uh, with his back uh, to this recipient here in the corner. And the wings want to be out. They want to be high and wide uh, if they can. The three is usually your, you know your toughest defender. Uh, he's the anchor of the defense. Um, and for the most part, man, he's going from, you know, this hash mark here, a step outside of the, the block uh, lane line. He's going here outside of block to block, lane line to lane line. And then obviously if the ball's here, this weak side guard is going to drop and not give up a dunk. You know what I mean? So he's got backside responsibilities. As we roll into this, we talk about this, this four man being really active. Okay. He encourages this lollipop pass. He too is in this passing lane. Okay. Um, and he's, he's trying to cut the floor. He's trying to cut it in half, force that ball on one side. When that ball is thrown over his head, then this guard who had weak side responsibilities, he has to go out and up. Big time teaching point there. All right. Five is obviously stand between the ball and the basket. Three is on his job. He's getting ball side. And then the two, is sprinting to the weak side block because he's got weak side responsibilities. If you can get a couple lollipop passes back and forth, the same slice on here, by this time, hopefully it's about anywhere from 16 to 14 seconds on the clock. When that happens, we want to make that, they, they, they pass that ball over X2's head to the corner, okay? We don't want to give up straight line passes because it's very hard for our defense to make our slides uh, and, and get there. So if we can encourage that pass over the top of our head, as the ball is in the air, we really want to dominate while the ball is in the air. Uh, a good, again, another teaching point. So that ball's in the air over my head. X3 is on his job. And that ball gets below the foul line. This is when the morphing starts to happen. X3 is going to take this corner pass. So he'll have four. X5 is dropping because he's between the ball and the basket, okay? X4 has a long slide, all right? He's turning and sprinting to this weak side, pushing X1 up to the elbow, okay? Mm. And then X2 is going to get in here to the ball side because we'll show you why here in a second. So now the ball's here in the corner, Okay. We want to be in this two, three set. In every zone, as you guys know, when the ball goes flat, it's going to automatically go to a two, three zone. Right. So the first one here, we want to recognize that, and we'll talk about this, it's, we're in, in this morphing zone when the ball goes to the corner, we'll morph to a either a two, three zone, and we'll stay in two, three zone. Hold on, computer. Got a mind of his own. Right. We'll stay in the 2-3 zone the rest of possession. Or when the ball comes back out of the corner, we'll go into a man, a switching man. And hopefully, like I said, by the time that ball reaches the corner, we're talking now about, you know, anywhere from 14, 16 seconds on that clock if you've done your job. This really confuses the defense. I think this encourages teams that you're going to play against to have to play against. They're going to have to prepare 10 minutes for the one three one to your two three zone, and then one three one for your man zone, and and most teams have a two three zone in. Uh, some teams run a regular high school traditional two three zone. Some teams run a 
you know, a 2-3 zone, a lot like Syracuse where the wings are going to be high, the five will be back. Uh, so whatever your principles are, I think it, it translates. Same thing with your man principles. Um, you know, here at Texas Tech, we're side, you know, no middle type defensive team. Uh, at, with Larry Brown and Danny Cash and some of the other great defensive teams, man, we were, you know, heavy in the gap and we, we guarded you straight up, you know. So we'll look at some rotations now here on film. So with this 1-3-1, one, one, one of the biggest things, too, is when penetration, when people, teams will try to penetrate this zone, it's really important that X5 is ready to absorb that penetration, all right? And we want to push that, that ball back out with the ball side wing and then also this top guy here, okay? Point of pickup. Some guys, you know, some teams we've had, we know point of pickup will be right here at half court. Some teams here, you know, he's more, you know, a step outside the NBA three-point line. So you can change it uh, depending on what you're trying to get accomplished. So we want to be active here, try to force it to one side, keep it on one side. Your wings are going out and up. You see the guard here has weak side responsibilities. The five is stand between the ball and the basket. That penetration comes, he absorbs the penetration. Okay? We're trying to push it back out, and now we're in scramble mode. We steal that possession. Here's another possession, a 1-3-1 one, one here. Now, some teams will try to – we get it on the side. They'll try to set us a quick step-up screen, all right, versus this 1-3-1 this, uh, one, one zone. Anytime teams set step-up screens against us, we just simply want to down it, keep it on the side. So here they'll get a catch. They'll sprint into this ball screen, all right? The anchor's talking. The middle man, he, he sees it, all right? We want to down this. We'll keep it on the side. And now the ball's below. Now we're looking to morph. Again, trying to steal possessions. Now, at SMU, uh, 32 is our call. Very simple, all right? So if we just said three, then we were in our one three, one zone. 32 was one three, one back to 2-3, okay? And then 35 was also our call for the switching man, and we'll get into that here in a second. So now we'll see some of the slides now. So one, we're in the one three one zone. I'm trying to mute this. We're in this one three one zone. We're active here. Wings are out and up. Okay, we're encouraging that lollipop pass or that slow bounce pass. All right, you really want this wing here to come more in this passing lane and come out. He didn't do a great job of this. We want to go out and up. Really shooting, using, trying to eat up that clock. We want to eat up that clock, man, as much as possible. All right, guard without fouling. Now, that ball gets to the corner. As you can see, it's about 15, 16 seconds on the clock. Now, the call, us going two or going five, is this anchor. This anchor is his call. If it gets anywhere below that foul line and he calls two or five, that's what we're doing, man. It's, it's like a, a ball screen or any screen. If your man is doing the screening, you're doing the talking. But in this one through one zone, this anchor, man, he, it is him. It, it's his defense. And he is the toughest guy, one of your best com uh, communicators. Uh, he's just got to be the rock of the defense. So he takes the ball instantly. You see the five goes here. And he's between the ball and the basket. Instantly, this guard here drops back because any zone, if one guy is out in the wing, the wing's out, this other guard wants to have high post responsibilities here. All right. The opposite guard is going to be on the opposite elbow. And then the four man, you just saw he made a slice here to the weak side block. We're in the two, three zone now for the rest of possession. We get a jump ball here. Again, we have another example of it here. One, three, one to two, three. All right. 32 defense. 
We're active. We're encouraging the lollipop pass, taking time off the clock. Again, we got to do a better job getting out and up. They throw it below the foul line. Now we're rotating. We're morphing into our 2-3 zone. And like a lot of 2-3 zones, that ball gets to the short corner. We want to trap with our middleman and that ball side wing. Try to see if we can get some turnovers, get some deflections. Again, trying to steal possessions. Now, Yurik, the, um, is part of the philosophy of bringing the four man right, down. We're talking about 35 defense. All right. And so this is one possession of one, three, one back to a switching man. We don't really switch on this, but you know, guys, I really think this is very effective. I know it is when you switch, you come together on your switches. I'm not talking about loose switches that you're giving, you're getting slips. I'm talking about we're switching underneath and then we're switching to deny, right? We're keeping them out of the paint. Okay, and that ball comes back out of the corner. We have to have great urgency. We got to be ready to war. Smaller guys got to be ready to war in the post and full front. We got to have big time weak side help. All right, and then we have to have great ball pressure, pressure without fouling, keeping them out of the paint, finishing the possession. So now we're in our man. It goes below the foul line. Now we're man the rest of possession. I think this is when it really confuses teams. They don't know, and you can switch it up. It doesn't have to be 32, 35. You can go colors. You can go, you know, you can go animals. Uh, whatever you want to do. Um, I think as long as everybody's on the same page with the calls, I think I just think this is a defense that when I'm a head coach, everybody that I'm playing against, be prepared for this. 20 minutes in your practice plan, you're going to see this more from one through one zone. Now, we get into the ball screen actions. All right? Normal two, three, again, you know, in the 2-3, we, we transit, we've morphed into the 2-3. That, that's what we're, we're, we're thinking. All right, in this possession, we were actually just regular 2-3. But the point is, versus ball screens, we want to go under. But we want to go under with urgency. So they set a ball screen like most teams do when you get in the 2-3. We want to go underneath. Now, we take it back. If we know this guy here is a big-time shooter, he can shoot it off the bounce, then this guy here that's at the nail, this obviously guard has got to be up. It's almost like a switch. All right, so we're going underneath. He's got to be up with a high hand, okay, and taking away that rhythm bounce three. No hand down, man down threes for that guy coming off that ball screen. All that, you know, all that uh, uh, coaches is just scout specific. But they have, you got to have great urgency. We want to go underneath on the ball screens. And then in any, any, any big-time game or, you know, any Division One game, high school game for that matter, you know, uh, rebounding, I think, is the major key. Um, you know, I think you can drill it, but, man, I like just live action. The ball goes up, just great accountability, man. Guys checking out and then out of, rebounding out of zones is so difficult, as you guys know. Uh, but I think it's something that it's imperative that if you're going to run this defense, you got to work on, you know, rotating, flying around, talking, and guys having rebounding responsibilities. Shot goes up. You got to create that. Re we got a box out here. My man Sean Williams is on a one-on-one on -on -one battle here on the weak side. He gets his job done. He sees that his man is a get-back guy, so now he's ready to double block out here. We create this rebounding pocket here. Very important. Very important. That shot goes up. We have to make sure we're creating this rebounding pocket. We get a double block out here. We're getting guys checked out, and we're re looking to rebound down. Again, shot goes up. Tulsa has some guys that are getting back. You know, uh, everybody, you know, usually guys are going to send three guys to the glass, sometimes four. Um, very rarely do you see a team that's going to send five guys back. So I think it's important that we gain rebound, 
but guys have to look and go see if their man's getting back. They got to look the rebound down, double block out, whatever the case is. But we have to have that rebounding pocket, man. So important. All right. And that's pretty much it, man. On the two, three zone, you guys got any questions? I, I, I really would love to answer. Um, I hope that was detailed enough, Coach Carly. I had some other yeah. things I wanted to talk about, but I, you know, we, we felt that that may be enough for today. No, no, it was good. Uh, so the one question I had was, um, when you is the philosophy on bringing the four man down? Um, if the, when the ball goes to the corner, obviously you're forming a two three, but as a philosophy, just to have it, you said it's a long sprint and it's a long. But is it just to have a, the four man down to help out with the rebounding? Is that is that is that the philosophy? Yes, uh, in the two three zone, you know, obviously you want to try to have your bigger guys down uh, to help with rebounding, and most teams put their bigger guys uh, low. So, very good question. On when we go thirty five, the the slide is is shorter. Okay? Right. We go thirty five, then that guard already has weak side responsibilities. We're coming together and switching anyways. So now that four man would just get weak side elbow. Really, really good right. question. Okay. Yeah, he would just get weak side elbow. And then now we're, we're not switching, man. Gotcha. Now, yep. you know, I'll, I'll ask this question. So, you know, when I was at St. Peter's, we did a little bit of, of the one three one, kind of the same alignment that you guys had. You know, your most athletic guy was at the top. Yep. We had our five man uh, at the free throw line and our two guards, uh, our three and our two on the wings. And then our, we actually had our point guard underneath the, uh, the basket. And one thing – that that we did, like you said, you want to get lollipop passes just to get deflections here and there. Yeah. But one thing that we were actually good at is we would funnel things to the middle, uh, where our five man would get charges. Is that something that you guys would try to do as well? Yeah. Well, you know, I, I think that if teams penetrated like we showed on the clip, that five man's got to be engaged, it's got to be down and ready to absorb that penetration, so to speak. And then that that forward that's at the top and that ball side, you know, wing are trying to push it back out. Uh, if that makes sense. Now, obviously, if it, if we know on the scout that Matt Collier is just going to drive and he's not going to play off two feet, then yeah, we want to step in there and take charges because we know that may be one of his turnover tendencies. Um, you know, I think uh, your, your team will be prepared for that. And you know, some of that is scout specific. I think the biggest thing is trying to get the ball stopped. Right. Any Time you can make a charge, I mean, you know we all agree it's the best play in college, in, in on basketball. You know you get a, a foul on that team or on that on that one of the better players. Um, it's just so much that happens. You know when you, you know you make a you know it's a big energy boost for your team. Uh, the whole nine. It's about four or five different things that go into you know you you sacrificing your body. Right, right. Now I, I guess another question I have. Let's say if you go excuse me, with your thirty-five action. You know, do you ever worry about there being a mismatch anywhere? Because, like you said, it's it's I guess predicated on your anchor guy making the call. So now you got guys pulling in to match up. If there's maybe your guards got to cover down to protect, how do you guys do that? If there's you know mismatches, I think you just got to you know. I, I I would hate if I was not coaching a tough competitive team. I don't think that day would ever – I would get out of coaching. I don't think that day's ever going to happen. Um, you know, I think you got to – it's something that you work on every day. Um, it's a will. And, you know, you just can't get pumped down there, man. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the one of the great things about switching, it keeps you out of rotation. You know, right. so 
teams set ball screens and nowadays they set a lot of ball screens. We switch underneath to take away the roll, right? And then I don't, I don't really have to tag from the weak side because I'm not in rotation. We switch. You know, teams set, you know, uh, you know, flare screens or pin downs. So now I come together, we switch underneath, and then that guy pops out, man, I'm, 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 I, it's two big-time slides out to try to force him out so he can't catch it in triple threat position. Uh, but, you know, I just think you got to have guys that are tough enough to battle on the post. Uh, and obviously every team is different. But, you know, I've been fortunate to be around some really tough teams. So I, I haven't really had that issue, man. Um, and, and that group that we had at SMU, they were, they were a pretty tough group. Uh, sure, sure. I, I think I don't want to ask too much questions. Matt, I'll, I'll, I'll leave some time for, for Matt. Now with the downing, because now downing has kind of become the, the new thing, right? Everybody wants to down the, the side ball screen, which kind of plays into your hands because your wing guy, he just has to change his angle. Yeah. When you down it now, your, your foreman that was at the top, he kind of just slides into uh, – probably right at the top of the key, you know, a, a little lower inside the three, and you're kind of matched up, which kind of goes into your five action. Um, and yeah, well, so not to cut you off, but if we're down in that pick and roll, that ball, anytime it gets foul line and below, right, foul line standing below, we're going to morph into either the two-three zone or man. So when that four-man sees that at the top, we're playing two, for instance, that ball starts to get below, we're down it on the weak side, more the times than not versus the one through one and maybe somebody in the corner. More times than not, they, they're going to have somebody in the corner. So you're down and it's really no place for them to go. And so now the four-man is sprinting down. He's making his slides on that weak side. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and, and to your – I mean, you're right. You know, even in man, you know, you know, we, we down ball screens a lot here at Texas Tech. You know, we, we try to keep the ball out the middle. And so – but, you know, I think that um, – a lot like a lot of college teams, you know, we want to do what they're doing in the NBA. You know, game is constantly changing. And in Europe and, in, you know, a lot of NBA teams, a lot of the top defensive teams, they're just getting into this down or ice or blue, whatever you want to call it, um, you know, situations. Um, and you have a lot more versatile bigs that can really move their feet. Um, whether you down stay or down switch, you know, they can be able to corral that ball and keep it in front. Right, right, right. Uh, that, that's – Good stuff, man. Like, it, it brought back memories to me, you know, watching <laughs> some of those clips, man, because, like, like I said, that's what we did at St. Peter's, uh, you know, and I think that helped us get to the NCAA tournament uh, when we used it because not a lot of teams are used to seeing yeah. a 1-3-1. One, one. Um, it was very unconventional, and then especially when you start throwing different wrinkles. You, you know, like I said, for us, we had our point guard as the bottom guy, but then you had your toughest guy as yeah. your, your bottom guy. So, you know, it's just different variations. Yeah, and, and your point guard may be your toughest guy. He may be your best communicator. So you can switch those, those you know, you can switch those numbers around. Um, you know, here at Texas Tech, we play positionless. You know, Coach, if he ever heard me talking about one, two, three, four, five, I mean, he, you know, Larry Brown was the same way. Um, they're two of the best coaches that I've worked for, but, you know, the game now is so positionless. You know, I just think just to have, you know, you want to have the bigger guy in the middle. I think it makes sense. Right. Tough guy in the back and then the most athletic guy up top. Uh, just somebody that's just going to be active. You know, it could be an active wing. Right. Um, you know, and so, um, you know, I think if you have a lot of like sizes, man, it really makes it tough too, especially when you're switching. Right. Uh, you know, because, 
you know, like sizes makes it tough. You know, everybody can guard everybody um, and be able to really keep that ball out. The thing that I was going to say, too, is some teams, like, you know, you watch Kermit Davis's teams, they really get really aggressive. You know, I think we're probably a little more conservative with it, and that's probably how I would run it as a head coach. Uh, but they trap. You know, they come up and, you know, they cross half court, man, and they try to get you in those trap zones, and they can come up and be really aggressive. You know, as soon as you cross half court, look, try to come trap you. Uh, that cut, it, 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 it uh, catches some teams off guard as well. Uh, and to your point, I think you're right, man. I think a lot of teams are underprepared for the one-through-one zone. But a lot of teams that are great man, uh, defensive teams, what happens is every time we would run this with Larry Brown, they score one time. Ah, oh, let's get out of it. Well, they're scoring on our man too, you know. <laughs> and so I think I just think it's uh, one of those things if you can spend, you know, fortunate enough to be able to get, you know, 15, 20 minutes uh, in practice just on every day. I just think it's a great secondary defense that, you know, is, 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 is uh, it's different. You know, I think it's unique and I think it's one that can definitely still, you know, possessions, like I said, especially after made buckets, made free throws, mm -hmm. ATOs especially, man. Now, and, and the funny part is, you're right. Like, as soon as they a team scores on it, you know, we yeah. were the same way. Yeah, let's yeah. get out of it. And, and yeah, 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 yeah. we tell Coach Dunn, like, hey, Coach, we're we going to be okay. Yo, stick with it. Stick with it. And, you know, as assistants, sometimes you got to be willing to take yeah. that on the chin if, if you make the recommendation and it doesn't work. But I think that's what also makes us good assistants to know that, hey, we're going to keep coming back with a suggestion. And it might not work at that particular time, but I think having that confidence in, in yourself with what you're saying prepares you for when you do get, get that opportunity to be a head coach to say, hey, I'm confident in what it is I'm doing because I've been around guys that allow me to feel that way and say, hey, I'm going to keep coming back, keep coming back. And so, now, it, it was funny. When you said that, I, I just thought about that because it, it happened to us a lot when we said Yeah, well, Marla, I, I think it comes to uh, – I believe in this idea, and like, and like a lot of people, and you hear a lot of great coaches talk about this, is the fight for the paint. You know, mm -hmm. on the offensive end, we want to get to the paint, Right. And then on the defensive end, I don't care what defense you're in, like you want to keep the team out of the paint. Uh, and the numbers show, and I'm not a big numbers guy, but I'm starting to, you know, I want to learn about that, you know, that that world uh, of numbers and analytics that, that you know, pertain to winning. Mm -hmm. uh, and so, uh, but the percentages are crazy. We charted every day here in practice here at Texas Tech, you know, the possessions, we, we get to the paint, the percentage, you know, goes up. You know, the possessions, you know, that we don't, obviously it goes down. You know, then the same thing on the defensive end. If we can keep you out of the paint, your percentage goes down. It's, it's that. I mean, it, it's and, and it's no different with this defense. I think, you know, being able to get them to buy into that. But the great thing is if you're proud, you already have a great man defense. You already have a great, you know, two, three defense in. Then I think it makes it really easy to be able to put this one through one in to support what you already have in. Right, right, right. Uh, Matt, I'm, I'm gonna ask this last one, man, and I, I'll let you kind of kick it off. So, you know, like Matt said, man, like, and I've I've heard you are Mr. Texas. You want to know where a kid is at? Call Yuri. Uh, he'll get you whoever you need, the right contact person, uh, whatever you need. Hit Yuri up. Hoopheads Nation, we appreciate you listening to this episode of Bleachers and Boards with Matt Collier and Marlon Guild. 
be sure to check out these other basketball pods on the Hoopheads Podcast Network, including Thrive with Trevor Huffman, Beyond the Ball, the CoachMaze.com podcast, Players Court, and our team-focused NBA pods, Cavaliers Central, Grizz and Grind, Knuck If You Buck, 305 Culture, Blazing the Path, and Hashtag Lakers. Oh, and don't forget to check out our flagship, the Hoopheads podcast, hosted by me, Mike Cleansing, and my co-host, Jason Sunkel, featuring the best minds in the game, from grassroots to the NBA. I've done my research, man, so I know. You kind of have, now, I, I know you was down there at, at Howard, right? Mm-hmm. So I heard the stories how you would make the trek from Howard back to Texas for weekends to go coach AAU events and, and come back. So kind of got that, you know, and it must really be a Howard thing because that's, that's like the Diddy mentality, right? Mm-hmm. Some would say. Who's somebody, I guess, from a musical standpoint that you would compare, and take Diddy out of the equation, but who's somebody from a musical standpoint that you would uh, compare your grind to that got you to where you are? Uh, Kurt Franklin? No, I'm just playing. <laughs> I, 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 um, I was going to let you rock with it. If that's yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I know enough about – I love music, first and mm-hmm. foremost, but I don't know if I know enough about um, – guys grind in the studio to really compare myself. I, I do like Jay-Z's approach. Oh, there we go. There we go. I, I like Jay-Z's approach for sure, man. Um, not nice. You, know, you, you can say that on here. Not yeah, nice. I, I'm, a, I'm a huge Jay-Z fan. Uh, my favorite rapper right now is Wale. Um, okay. Just like what he, what he talks about the whole night. I don't know him personally. I don't really know about his grind, but I like all kinds of genres of music, man. It's crazy. You know, Coach Beard got me listening to country music right now. So I'm, okay. I was I was jamming uh, Travis Tripp this morning, man. Great day to be alive. <laughs> uh, you know, and Matt McClone, you know, he's, he, he's got me listening. He, you know, it's funny. His favorite artist is uh, Teddy Pendergrass. So, you know. It's that, wow. Cool. Okay. Yeah, Respect. Yeah, yeah. I, I caught everybody off guard, you know. so Respect. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay, I, I can see. You know, I know you're you're a Ross guy, also. You know, so, I love Ross. You know, so yeah. every every day I'm hustling. You know what I mean? So that you know, I love, you know, I, you know, I really like, uh, and, I, and I, I just got into him before he passed was Nipsey Hussle, man. Mm, okay, and, uh, just watching the documentaries, man, just seeing kind of what he was about. My father's, you know, was from Sierra Leone, uh, West Africa. You know, for us to have that that African connection, I felt like he was really deep. He had substance, man. Um, he inspired to be great, you know, and I, you know, I like to think of myself, the people that really know me, man, like, I don't think I'm perfect. I, I, I married my wife cause she, you know, she's a truth teller. Um, but I'm always chasing greatness every day, man. When I'm blessed to get up every day, I don't ever make excuses. My dad was a triple amputee. Uh, he had stage four kidney disease. He had prostate cancer. He had rare muscle disease at 2% of the, you know, so, and every day you call him, if he was on this call right now, man, you just would see his head. He, be smiling and happy-go-lucky, you know. And so I just don't have a – I don't know. I just don't like making excuses. I don't like people around me that make excuses. I just – you know, so um, I don't know. Hey, I, I'm – I ain't going to lie to you, man. Travis Tripp threw me off guard. That threw me off guard more than Teddy Pendergrast. Oh, uh, man, that, that's a good song, man. I heard that. Uh, that's Great day to be alive. That's a good song. Yeah, I might have to go listen to that. Uh, tomorrow, like I don't think I've ever 
listen to a country record, but you know, it's the first thing. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm a. Hey, you come to Texas Tech practice, man. It's, I mean, music is what we do now. Really? Oh, yeah, it's crazy, man. Pre, pre, you know, pre warm up drills, all this stuff, man. We got the music blast locker room before the games. Uh, but that's know, old school. That's old school because hey, a lot of know, times pre- the kids are, you know, what they, they they got their own thing on with the ear pods. Yeah. So I respect that if y'all got the two. We got a crazy, but the playlist it has everybody's music on yeah. it. Yeah. You know, so we got a couple international kids, so they got their international rappers going. You know, but Beer's whole thing is we got to have two rap songs to one country song. Like, that's got to be the ratio. It's a ratio, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I respect that. Well, yeah, no, that's not bad. Now, how does now how does uh, Mac McClung get his – now, wh- what's his ratio? Because, I, you know, I have to – you know, Marlon's inside. That that caught me off guard. I'm not going to – you know, that caught I, me I, off you guard. Know, you know who that's else? Teddy, Teddy P. He probably get mad at me for saying this. But, you know, you know who else he likes is Justin Bieber. Uh, Bieber, man. Yeah, that's his guy. So he, he snuck that on the playlist. Bro. I was like, and all of a sudden, he's back, he back doing the, the, the moonwalk. I was like, man, look at that one. <laughs> you know what? There, there is a correlation, I guess. You know, like he has, you know, he's into the R&B singing kind of kind of vibe. So, you know, wait. Hey. He like Jack Harlow, too, though. Jack Harlow, Lil Wayne. Okay. You know, he put me on Jack Harlow. I, I didn't know nothing about what's popping. The only thing I know about Jack Harlow is Lou Will, man. I never knew who <laughs> to Lou Will. So I, I'm showing my age a little bit, man. But, yeah, yeah. Nah, that's – man, we might have to go check out a Texas Tech practice, man. Yeah, no, nah, yeah. Come on. Yeah, nah. Hope we get through this COVID, man. We got some visitors, man. We'd love to have y'all, man. Anytime. This is – Man, this is almost like a Sixers game because that's what the Sixers do. And I'm sure other NBA teams do it, right? But they got like a playlist going through the game that's just, you know, the players' playlist on over the PA system. Um, and it tells you like what song and which player likes which player it. Picked it up. And, um, so nah, man, we might definitely have to do that. And, and let me just ask you this. How do you think, I guess, from a musical standpoint, because you think it puts your players at ease, you know, going into practice. Like, we know what it does for a game, right? Yeah. It gets them locked in. But now you're kind of listening to, to your own music, like Matt brought up. But the way you guys do it now for your practices, yeah. how do you think that that gets your guys' mindset? Because now two rap songs to one country song, while it's a good ratio – I might be ready and I'm live and then I hear the country something like you know, yeah yeah kill your vibe. Yeah, I don't know. It, it probably is probably more like four to one. He wants two to one, but it's probably. But man, I, I um we try to have fun, man. Like everybody talks about how hard we work and how hard we practice and how hard we play, but I think we we um we embrace this idea of having fun and smelling the roses, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, so in in coaching these guys and and. You know, I think I think I think what allows us to be able to coach them hard, man, is we got great relationships uh, with them, and I and our plan is not to out X and O anybody else in our league or that may be on our schedule. Our plan is to out relationship, um, and you know, I think anytime we can kind of give them some, you know, empower them, and they they like the music and that kind of thing, but they understand too, like when we when it's time to go, you know, we're going, you know, they. 
they're not like playing around stretching. I mean, they still stretching. You're just getting yourself going. Coach don't mind if you bobbing your head. Not everybody's bobbing their head. Everybody gets ready for fights and, you know, practices and games differently. Um, and so coaches included, you know. Uh, so just because you see me down there dancing around, I don't mean I ain't going to be ready to roll when that whistle's blowing, you know. So, you know, we all kind of approach it different. But I think it like, likes loosening the mood, get your energy going. I like it, you know. So it's something you need. Mm-hmm. Man, it's on you, man. Uh, that's, that's good. That's good stuff. So what would you say um, is the most the most difficult part about you? Because you see you have a lot of guys coming from different, you know, you have international kids, you have kids, you know, transfers, you have guys coming from different parts of the country. And, you know, at the level where you are, what would you say is the most cha- I don't say difficult, challenging part about trying to mesh all of, you know, the different personalities and the different cultures and the different, um, you know, things that you guys bring to the program, obviously, um, at a high level, you know, what would you say is the most challenging part? Yeah, I, I honestly, I don't think that it's been uh, that difficult, um, uh, you know, in terms of like, you know, the fact that, you know, we may be coaching more international kids than maybe I have in, in the past. I think it's all about relationships. Um, I think it's just as difficult as coaching, you know, 13 Americans, you know, mm-hmm. still going to get down to relationships and being, I think it's an art to putting together a team. Um, it's an art to get those guys to buy in and star in a role. Uh, it's an art to, to be able to, uh, you know, teach guys shot selection. Uh, what is a good shot for you versus you, <laughs> you know? And so uh, I just think being able to, uh, you know, have a truth-telling atmosphere um, on and off the floor just kind of, you know, allows you to be able to get that team cohesiveness. I think, you know, I think you got to do a really good job of being able to, you know, do some team bonding on and off the floor um, through drills or, you know, through team like exercises away from the court uh, to try to bring some, build some togetherness. Um, the game is already hard enough, man. I, I just think, you know, one of those things, those biggest things is, and I agree, you know, you, you can't beat yourselves. Uh, so you can't let jealousy and envy and you know creep in, and not just with the players, with the coaching staff as well. You got to be one group. You got to be cohesive. You know, um, you know. I, I just think everybody would like to do more, uh, but you sacrifice for the greater of the team, especially if you're trying to win a championship. There's no championship team that ha- you know individuals have not sacrificed uh, in order to get it done. And I've, I've been fortunate to win you know several championships. So that's what's up. That was good stuff, man. I, I know, uh, you know, getting you on here was happy to finally do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, for, for those who don't know, you're, we had to call his second secretary, but <laughs> <laughs> we got through. Um, and, and actually, Matt said you owed him this favor from something that happened at Howard anyway. So, nah, that's I, right. I, <laughs> probably so, probably so. Ain't no, ain't no time. Probably so. Nah, man, it, it was love uh, to ha- have you on, man. Um, you know, like I said, you know, I've had a chance to watch you from afar, um, and always been, you know, proud of everything that, that you've done. Uh, and I know it's nothing but bigger and, and better things coming for you. Um, you know, with, with this run you're going to have at Texas Tech now and everywhere else that you've been, you know, success has followed. And so we definitely, you know, appreciate you coming on, man. And, you know, at some point in time, 
once we get this season rolling, man, we got to have you back on here. And by that sure. time, I might have some Travis Tritt records for you. <laughs> uh, I, that's just the one work. That's just one that's, record. That's one just record. One. one record. One hit. One. <laughs> but no, I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it. And, you know, God willing, man, I, I you know, I, I pray that all of us continue to, to keep going, man. You know, I, you know, Marlon, I don't know you as well, but I remember Matt. I remember him in his office. He, he remembers the days I couldn't even draw a play up. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, I'm proud of those moments, though, man. Yeah, I'm proud, man. I'm proud of that, man. Like, you know, I speak at clinics. I'm blessed to do that. You know, there's one coach in that that audience that doesn't know what dribble means or a screen. Or, and oh, I'm just a, a proof that God is real. Um, and so I, I like, I, I just want God to, you know, I pray every morning, man, continues to keep using me um, and those that I'm able to come in contact with, not just my players, but you know, I try to follow up with, you know, aspiring coaches, managers, GAs, young coaches, men and women uh, every day. And that's one of the highlights of my days, man, being able to give that time and, and grow. But also, uh, you know, I'm, I'm seeking that same knowledge. You know, I'm, I'm learning from you guys. I'm learning from, you know, the older coaches that, you know, I don't feel like, I don't think you can ever feel like you got all the answers. So, you know, he's always got to, be growing. That was one of the great things about Larry Brown. Hell, he's 80. He's still growing. He's, you know, I talked to him the other day. He wants to know what what, the, what our best transition drill is, you know. So, I mean, it's, it's uh, I think that's what the great coaches do. They continue to keep learning. Ah, that, that's dope, man. That's dope. Matt, if you want to close us out, man, go for it. Yeah, no, nah, that's uh, that's all true, you know, what Yurik said. And, um, you know, he's come a long way which is um you know which is awesome to see you know but even when he was uh still in college you know and just the grind you saw from him you know like you said flying back to Dallas every weekend to coach AAU you know and it just it showed his hunger and he just but he continued to learn continued to get better and you know here we are today so you know I'm, I'm happy to see that um you know and like I said we're fortunate to have him on to share the game for us to learn for the listeners to learn so you know, appreciate you, you coming on again and uh, made it happen. And, uh, you know, so, you know, want to thank you and uh, thank the listeners again for checking out another episode of Bleachers and Boards here on the Hoop Heads Podcast Network with my co-host Marlon Guild. And uh, thanks again to Coach Malagy from uh, the Texas Tech Raiders. And uh, check you out on the next episode. Peace. If you have an existing podcast or are looking to launch your own pod but aren't sure where to start, the team at My Podcast Manager can help. Our podcast team works behind the scenes so you can do what you do best. We'll help you launch your podcast, make it sound great, and free up your time for the more enjoyable parts of podcasting. If you're ready to put your podcast editing, production, and promotion on autopilot with a trusted team of podcasting professionals, visit MyPodcastManager.com to get started. Well, that's another episode of Bleachers and Boards brought to you by the Hoop Heads Podcast. Don't forget to check us out on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at Bleachers and Boards. Until next time, see you soon.